Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Hummer, your host of this show. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about what to do when you find that you've fallen out of flow. Now, that's this feeling that you're off your game in your work or that you're working against yourself in pursuing your entrepreneurial adventure or that you're overthinking things and you just don't know where to go next. If you've ever experienced or if you're currently experiencing some of these elements, then this episode is for you. And if you listen in, you'll learn some tips, tricks and strategies for how to find flow when you've fallen out of flow. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and this episode is all about finding flow and what to do when you found that you've fallen out of flow. And I'm going to start with a story of my own experience of falling out of flow and rediscovering flow in the last 12 months. Many of you already know this, but 12 months ago in July 2020, I had a wonderful opportunity to reinvent some of my physical world coaching, consulting and developmental psychology business supporting individuals and organizations to really flourish and I had an opportunity to bring some of those learnings online and this is something, this is the pathway I've been exploring and wanting to be more involved in for the last four to five years and I must admit, it's a lot harder than it looks to take a physical world business and everything that works in that environment and the opportunity to go and talk to people to really explore what their challenges are and how you can help and taking that whole idea and putting it online. And I just want to share four fundamental things that really worked well where I found myself in flow pretty consistently as I was building this next phase of my entrepreneurial adventure for myself. Fundamentally important was not doing it alone and finding a coach and a mentor who's been there, done that in this particular space, who was able to help me find the barriers, hurdles, blockers, pitfalls along the way in taking what works in a physical world and putting it into an online world where in essence, you're really supporting a person to thrive through disruption that you've never physically met. You may never have had a conversation with them and yet they're putting their belief and their faith and their trust in you in order to thrive through disruption and make that all-important change that they know is going to set them apart and take them on a new trajectory for their life and for their work. It's such a privilege, but I tell you what, it's hard to connect. So finding somebody who knows 
how to do what you're trying to do was fundamentally important for helping me find my flow and stay in flow. Second, it was about taking all of that I've learned and know how to do within the physical world and putting it into an online format that's digestible and applicable to people who are all over the world. Now, I really wanted to do this for some time. Really wanted to support people to become thriving change makers for the future of humanity for years now. And I'm moving from this conceptually understanding that that's what to do next to actually making it happen. And as you listen to this podcast, I'll be in the middle of a live learning week with a range of people from around the world about how to create the positive mindsets needed to overcome any challenge. Now, the next thing that happened to support me in this process that finding flow was about identifying what are the fundamental building blocks to support people to find flow and flourishing in every domain of their life, starting with building positivity upon demand any time we feel overwhelmed by any challenge, knowing what to do and the practices to put in place to re-establish that sense of positivity, enthusiasm and optimism for the journey ahead. Building positivity by design in your life and then ultimately having positivity by default. A starting stance where we start from a place of knowing that we're always good enough to overcome and work with any challenge we face rather than doubting whether we'll make it through. Next was finding and building a team. Any entrepreneurial adventure is best travelled with other people. Now, they may be employees or freelancers or friends or family, but flow is best experience with other people. Now, sure, you can find flow when you're alone, you know, um, running that next five kilometers or playing that musical instrument or painting that painting or playing that music or finishing that all-important article. But teaming around flow is a next-level experience. And finally, building that support platform that allows you to stay in flow and to foster flow for other people. Now, if I think about really those things that were filled me with joy and enthusiasm and helped me get to the edge of my comfort zone and still feel like I was in control of my own destiny. It was those things. Finding a guide to support me along that journey. Finding the foundation elements that I was would be teaching and supporting other people to learn and to grow for themselves. Building a team and establishing those all important support platforms to help you automate flow and feelings of being in your zone and your zone of genius were fundamentally important. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. There were some elements in the last six months particularly that have been incredibly tough and my first launch in January of this year was a really rewarding experience but oh man, it was one of the toughest things I've been through and I want to talk a little bit about that as well because it's a really good example of overwhelm as an entrepreneur and getting beyond your own outer edge of potentiality. One of the things that really drags me out of my 
flow and out of my zone of genius is having to pay attention to the minutiae and infinite amount of small things that are fundamentally important in building a business online. And really important here for me, I found out I needed to outsource some of those things to other people. But for me, what takes me out of my flow and collapses me out of flow is needing to be across all of the little things, the daily things that make the business work. Second and equally distracting was dealing with the detractors of my efforts. Now, it was really surprising to me that I thought in pursuing this entrepreneurial adventure that everyone would want to experience more positivity, enthusiasm, joy, openness, appreciation, wonder in life. Now, life is here to be fully experienced. Who wouldn't want to experience life to its fullest? But I can tell you, um, and it's, you know, um, hindsight is obvious, but many people don't. If you're telling a story about the potentiality and possibility of life that doesn't fit with someone else's worldview, and they're not ready to be open to that alternative exploration of their own life, then they'll be at pains. They'll be dedicated to tell you that you're wrong. And working with and being available to those detractors who wanted to let me know that positivity was rubbish, that finding following your passions was the wrong pathway, the purpose wasn't something that we had control over in life and life was being done to us. And... You know, possibility and potentiality is what other people did. It was really tough to take at times. But again, what got me through those scenarios and those conversations was flow with others, reconnecting with those people around me that also found flow in doing what they loved. The third thing that was really interesting that um, I didn't expect that really took me out of flow was not achieving or not making positive progress around my goals, inverted commas, quick enough. Whatever quick enough was, it wasn't happening quick enough for me. I felt like and it was in those instances where I didn't have enough feedback loop around making positive progress that I found myself really struggling to stay in flow. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it in the right way? Am I working with the right people? Are the audience or the, the people I want to work with are the right people to work with? There's so much possibility and opportunity out there. Finding your sweet spot and me finding my sweet spot was some of the hardest work I've needed to do in the last 12 months. And finally, and this relates to this element of trying to be across the little things, but really supporting my team to stay humming when I was trying to hum it myself, when I was trying to stay in flow myself, listening to the silence and listening to my intuition about what to do next when there was so much data so much noise so many perspectives that may have been different to my own how do i find and stay in flow and get my support my team to stay in flow when there were so many 
alternative things to be done <laughs> at any one time. And that's really, I think, the experience of the overwhelmed entrepreneur and the overwhelmed change maker. Finding flow in some aspects of life and stumbling around in the dark without a torch in other aspects of life. Now, what we do know about the thriving entrepreneur and change maker is that even though their entrepreneurial adventure and work may be an important part of how they're realizing their potential for the world, it's not the only part. It's not the only element. Foundational to my positive change program are the eight foundational domains of flourishing in life, of work being one, but love and important relationships, friendships, personal development, finances, individual time, spiritual growth, health and well-being are all elements, all foundational building blocks of flourishing in life. And if any one of them is out of balance or out of sync with anything else, then flow can be compromised in all aspects of life. And I found myself at the start of this year going through my first online launch where the work became all-consuming and trying to pay attention to the little things in that domain that the other elements of my life got out of whack and I found myself out of flow everywhere stumbling around in the dark feeling stressed and worried really having this sense of how much can I keep going in this space and know that my friends and family and kids are all with me as I work out the best way to move forward. Uh, and I had this realization, this turning point, when I realized halfway through you know, a week of everyday training for about 300 people in my first launch, that my destiny, my happiness, my flow is in other people's hands. I'm not the agent. I'm not the author of my own destiny. And one of the things we do know about staying in flow in life is that if we don't think we have 100% control over ourselves and our environment in order to bring the magic source, the secret source of ourselves, if we don't think we have enough control over our environment, then flow isn't possible. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more when I get into some of the amazing groundbreaking work of Michaeli Csikszentmihalyi, a psychologist who really coined this element of flow. So I want to talk a little bit about what I actually did at that point in time. Um, it's the middle of January. And in Australia, in the middle of January, the weather, it's summertime. The weather is absolutely amazing. It's usually between 30 and 35 degrees Celsius in Australia. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit for those listeners from around the world. But it's beautiful. Blue skies, warm oceans, and it's picture-perfect time to be out and about. And I found myself you know, trying to uh, stay on top of this launch with a team that was learning what to do next, and I was learning at the same time, and there were so many things to consider, and the program itself was what's ne what do I need to do day to day and 
my coach and my mentor was supporting me, but I was learning real time in moment by moment what to do next. And I was overwhelmed. And I remember finishing a live call with a group of people day three of five and thinking to myself, what, what am I doing? I'm so outside of my comfort zone, I don't know whether I can do it. And when I find myself in those scenarios, I was near the beach. So I put on my board shorts, I grabbed a towel, and I walked down to the ocean. It was a calm day, and I walked into the water, and I lay down, and I just floated on my back, looking up at the blue sky and the seagulls. And this, in essence, is a metaphor it's a true story. I was actually lying in the ocean, but it's also a metaphor for the importance of resting and finding fl to find flow. Waiting for the wave and riding the wave of flow. Resting in the water. It's as though everything about my entrepreneurial adventure just reset in those moments. I return to my source, my deepest why, my north star, my light on the hill of why I decided to go online and expand my reach and connect with more people around the world who want to make significant change for the future of humanity. It wasn't about whether that particular workshop worked or didn't work or whether the 300 people I was working with were getting the right amount of value. Zooming out and looking at the big picture, returning to my source, my deepest purpose. And in returning to source liberating humanity's potential and supporting entrepreneurs and change makers to really thrive through disruption and to support others to thrive through disruption is fundamental to why I'm doing what I'm doing and returning to this source allow me to r remember that the little things that work or don't work day to day just don't matter. Those detractors who don't believe or don't see the possibility of what I'm talking to, they're just not ready for what I'm offering. This is a lifelong journey. So I don't need to make progress every single week. <laughs> I can do it over an extended period of time. And in so doing, it allows me to f stay more within my zone of genius and my flow and support others to do the same thing. So key here, I realized as I reconnected with source and returned to source, is letting go of expectations. 
And what is an expectation if not a uh, predetermined or a um, predefined desired outcome in a predetermined period of time? That is an expectation. We want something by a certain point in time. And as we get closer to that point in time, we get more and more agitated about whether or not that desired outcome will come to fruition or not. So letting go of and eliminating expectations, I need to have a certain outcome by a certain period of time and really resting in what was actually happening without wanting something else or desiring something else really allowed me to connect more with the heart of what I'm doing and not just the intellectual activity of it. Returning myself into a learning process and realizing that in that first launch in January, I was learning how to do something that six months earlier I had no idea about. One week earlier I didn't have any idea about. And therefore stepping back into my own zone of genius, connecting with people and supporting them to connect with their spirit and liberate that potential for themselves, the people they love and the world around them. That's what I do and that's what I love to do. And that leads me to this first element of returning a key to reconnecting and falling back into flow is returning and becoming an agent of your own destiny again. Now, Michaeli Csikszentmihalyi, a a psychologist um, who wrote a book called um, uh, Flow, the, um, The Art or the Experience of the Ultimate Experience, the book of flow on flow says the best moments in our lives are not passive accepting or receptive and relaxing times the best moments in our lives are usually occur when a person's body or their mind is stretched to its limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something that is difficult and worthwhile stretched to our limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something that is difficult and worthwhile. And he spoke about the foundations of finding and staying in flow in that particular book. First is a complete concentration on the task at hand. We are fully focused on that difficult activity that is worthwhile clarity of goals of rewards for accomplishing that goal and most importantly feedback around progress it's really difficult to find and stay in flow if we're not clear of what we're seeking to accomplish the benefits of accomplishing that thing for ourselves and others and having feedback and then instituting feedback to help us know that we're staying in the zone of that. That feedback needs to be clear, it needs to be relevant, it needs to be timely, and it needs to be immediately actionable. Now people who are in flow have a different experience of time. It either speeds up or it slows down. And the ultimate element is that we are one with time. We are deeply immersed in the present moment 
expectations cannot find a life if we're in the present moment. Because an expectation, as I've already shared, is a predefined outcome in a predetermined or an arbitrary time frame. If we're in the present moment, fully immersed with what is, then expectations don't enter into the equation. There's an experience that is intrinsically rewarding. We're doing it for its own sake. We start to think that our entrepreneurial adventure is something that other people desire, demand or require or expect of us. If we lose connection with the very reason that we started our entrepreneurial adventure to begin with, some true north greater than ourselves, if we lose connection with that, then we're going to find ourselves falling out of flow more and more frequently. And in those instances, finding your metaphorical ocean and lying on your back, floating in the waves, reconnecting with the moment, reconnecting with your source is fundamentally important. Experiences of flow are both effortless and ease. Even though that we're at the edge of our challenge, there's an effortlessness and an ease to those moments of flow. Everything is happening through us, for others, us and with us without effort. But, and this is because there's a balance between the level of challenge at hand and the level of skill at hand. Any moment or any instance where the level of challenge becomes greater than our level of skill, we can become overwhelmed. Conversely, if our level of skill is greater than the level of challenge, we're going to become bored and disconnected. So finding flow and staying in flow in your entrepreneurial adventure, in that change you most want to make for the world, is balancing out and having a perfect match between your skills and the skills of the people with you, your team, and the level of challenge or the goals you set for yourself. There's a sense of actions and awareness merge. No self in that moment. And as a consequence, we are one with the task and there is no opportunity for self-doubt. We cannot doubt ourselves when we're fully immersed in the zone of the moment. And we feel in control over the task at hand, our internal locus of control. We have ownership of our own destiny. Now, Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi spoke about flow states, those experiences, those eight factors, complete concentration, clarity of goals and feedback, a feeling of transformation of time, ex the experience being intrinsically rewarding, a sense of effortlessness and ease, a balance between the challenge at hand and the skill to overcome that challenge, an emerging of our awareness and our actions and a sense of control over our own destiny and the task at hand are all elements of flow states. Now, what my work is through the program of the Positive Change 3X Effect is taking those states and, and making them life experiences enduring experiences not just fleeting from moment to moment but enduring elements of life in flow not moment of flow now fundamental to finding a life of flow is finding yourself in the moment 
sweet spot of the skill you have and the size of the challenge at hand. That zone of your own genius. Too much challenge leads to overwhelm. Too much, too little challenge leads to boredom. Now, if we're able to find and stay in that balance, that zone, then the outcome of that, and this comes from the Aristotle, spoke of the experience of eudaimonia, self-actualization in the moment, the attainment of our highest potential. Now, this is a process, a life journey of fulfilling or realizing your true nature, the very essence of who you are and living and experiencing and expressing that through all that you do. And that's the ultimate invitation of my work when I work with people around unlocking their potential and pursuing their life and business success is connecting with that person's true nature, the positive core, the ever-present essential elements, the essential nature of who they are and bringing that to all that they do. Thriving entrepreneurs and change makers are always in their zone. So if I was to share just one big thing, if you were to do this one thing, actually it's three things, but these combination of three things consistently, if you were to do this from tomorrow, I can guarantee that you will be even closer to liberating your full potential and realizing the fullness of your true nature in all that you do in life, family, friends, personal development, physical, emotional, relational well-being, and in your work, obviously. Number one, the number one big thing is to define and to go to your performance edge frequently, but not all the time. Again, we need to rest in the ocean in readiness to catch that next wave. But going, defining your learning edge and going to your learning edge, you know, getting closer, staying longer, as the adult education person Stephanie Burns once uh, wrote in a book, Get Closer, Stay Longer. It's really about finding those opportunities to go to your learning edge and get so close to your skills edge that you don't know whether you can do it, but at the same time you realize and just know you can. That's how we find flow. Playing safe, not taking risks, that's not how we find flow. Taking that meaningful risk and knowing that we have all that we need in order to overcome that edge is fundamental to staying and performing in flow. So, for example, it might be setting yourself a learning edge or a, or a performance edge of only saying yes to clients or projects or opportunities that you love and not just following every opportunity to make a financial return. 
Now, this may sound counterintuitive when we're starting our business, but from experience, having worked with many, many people, if we start saying yes to things that we know aren't ours to do, it leads to confusion, disappointment, frustration. If we say yes to those things that we most love to do, we're saying yes to getting into a zone of genius more frequently, more often, and finding and staying in flow. Now, next week, I'm going to be running a three-part training. So when you listen to this podcast, I'll be in the midst of it, uh, actually, in this week of training about activating positive change. And my performance edge next week is to fully immerse myself in deeply appreciating and supporting the people and their what they most need on this training program without prescripting too much if i seek to pre-plan too much i know that i won't find my magic my my edge in that time so i have a plan but it's a loose plan the second thing once you define and um, commit to going to your performance edge it's about establishing clear feedback around how your progress and mastery towards that edge, towards that performance edge. Ensuring that that feedback is clear, it's relevant, it's timely, and it's actionable. So, for example, staying with the same example of only saying yes to clients that you love and projects you most want to work on or initiatives or goals you most want to pursue, not the ones you think you should, but the ones that make your heart sing. It might be assessing, assessing each new opportunity on a scale of one to six, where one is it's not exciting and six is a hell yes, I can't do anything else but do this project or this opportunity or follow this client or whatever it might be that's relevant to your business. Naming and assessing each opportunity not for its financial value but for its opportunity to take you to your performance edge and saying yes to those that are five or six and walking away from the others. Now, if you don't walk away, that's totally fine. This is not financial advice. But it's recognizing when you don't walk away from those opportunities that you know won't fill you with joy, it's recognizing why you don't. And what opportunity you're giving up in saying yes to something that you might not want to do. And finally, the third element is one this combination of big things if you just do these three things they'll improve your experience of your entrepreneurial adventure one being define and then lean into your performance edge establish clear feedback around your progress towards mastery around this edge the third element is rest and reflection after riding that big wave we have to float in the ocean and really experience what it was like to be in flow, to recollect ourselves, to refresh ourselves. We can't be in the zone of genius all the time, but we can set up the conditions so that we know how to return to it each and every time we most want to.
So if you're finding yourself out of flow, you're finding yourself off your game at work, if you're finding yourself working against yourself in pursuing your entrepreneurial venture, if you're finding yourself overthinking things and getting inside your own head wondering whether you're good enough, ready enough or deserving enough, then reconnecting with flow and falling back into flow is the fundamental invitation of this particular podcast. Each and every one of us, you included, the pursuit of eudaimonia in life, self-actualization in each and every moment, realizing your true nature is the purpose of life, to experience life fully and experience yourself fully in life. That's fundamentally what it's all about. And if you want to experience yourself fully in life, then define and pursue your performance edges. Give yourself regular feedback around your progress, around really exploring those edges and make sure you have time to rest, to float in the waves of the ocean of life so that when you catch that next big wave, you're focused, concentrating and prepared. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below and make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath, as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.